podcast for fans who finished all 10 seasons of Adventure Time and want to journey back through the land of Ooh in an episode-by-episode analysis of Cartoon Network's most mathematical TV show. I am Laura the Human. And I'm KK, also the human. This is chapter 211, The Chamber of Frozen Blades, boarded by Adam Muto and Rebecca Sugar. In this episode of Come Along With Me, we ask ourselves, why are ninja farts so dangerous? Because they're silent but deadly. This podcast contains full spoilers for all of Adventure Time. If you haven't finished the series, turn back now. Finn and Jake stake out the ice castle on a tip from Flambeau that I.K. is going to steal a princess. They pass the time looking through a ninja manual. Flambeau is incredulous about ninjas, but Finn and Jake are committed. As they're showing off their skills, Ice King leaves with Gunter in tow. They break into the ice castle and try to find clues to I.K.'s misdeeds. They read his diary, which says he'll be bringing home a special new cutie. They hide in his dirty clothes hamper, but Jake gets bored and busts out, fiddling with Ice King's computer. It rolls away and smashes into a secret part of the castle, filled with ninja junk. Finn lets go of his misgivings, and he and Jake gleefully play with the Ice Ninja manual and weapons. He slows down to wonder, if the Ice King is into ninjas, doesn't that make them kind of lame? Jake assures him that ninjas aren't lame, but I.K. still is because he hides his ninja love. Meanwhile, Ice King checks Gunter into the rock hospital. They're attended to by Dr. Princess, and the camera cuts away as Gunter is swelling and wanking in distress. Finn and Jake's destructive ninja duel is interrupted by the return of Ice King. They hear him talking to a princess and confront him, only to find out Gunter was pregnant and had an egg, the cutie I.K. was talking to. They admit they were being jerks and offer to make it up to the Ice King. His first task is to take his duffel bag to his chambers, but Finn hears a noise in it. When he opens the bag, Dr. Princess comes out, kidnapped by I.K. after all. Ice King and our heroes engage in ninja combat. As they fight, Gunter's egg hatches. It's a floating cat with a heart on its forehead. Cutie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been... A hot minute since we last recorded, huh, KK? I know. It's been a hot minute and it's been a hot summer. I have managed to survive the heat dome apocalypse in BC. Um, <laughs> it was a miserable, miserable week. I survived by hiding in the basement because I recently moved and now I actually have a basement. Thank God. Still pretty terrifying. I definitely got off better than some people. There was an entire town that just spontaneously combusted. Canada's weird, man. It's not Canada, KK. It's global warming. (laughs) It's global warming and our life is an existential terror. Hooray. Let's um, deal with something more lighthearted and tell me, KK, what was your favorite part of the episode? What was my favorite part of the episode? Hmm. A true ninja passes no wind. He only passes... (laughs) Yeah, that checks out for you. Um, For me, everything to do with Dr. Princess. (laughs) Yeah, she's great. I think she might be my favorite minor character in the entire series. Really? 
Like, I love the joke of she's not a princess, that's just her last name, and also her first name, as we later find out, is just doctor, and people assumed <laughs> she was a doctor. So she's neither a doctor nor a princess. <laughs> but despite that, she's maybe the most competent person in all of you. <laughs> like, she's just legit trying to help people and doing it with the air of an actual doctor. It's beautiful. <laughs> this title is maybe the most epic title of all the episodes thus far. Well, and it is fun to just watch all the little nods to old Kung Fu movies. I confess it's not my genre, but, you know, the, like, the style of the title card and that very last freeze frame where they're about to, like, kick and punch each other. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It really is. So, obviously, we have the introduction of the wonderful Dr. Princess. That's not the only minor character we get introduced this up. Is this Flambeau's first episode? I think it's Flambeau's first episode. Hey, love Flambeau. Voiced by the incomparable Tom Kenny, of course. <laughs> uh, doing this really wonderful, hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> I'm, I'm flaming here. <laughs> I apologize for our New York accents. I don't think either of us nailed it. <laughs> I love how he's like, ninjas ain't real. And he's, he's made of fire, but ninjas, that's a lot right. too far. <laughs> Uh, speaking of like voice work uh jake does a really good ice king impersonation i I know by which i mean john dimaggio does a really good tom kenny impression (laughs) there's layers there's layers yeah yeah for sure he does a great ik impression you know this is one of these episodes like i feel like you don't have any overarching opinions about it as a whole it's just me being like little notes here and there you know yeah, that's how I feel. Uh, it is a Rebecca Sugar and Adam Muto episode, which is, you know, always a delight. Um, I like that there's a piece of pizza in Ice King's Laundry. That hamper was filthy. Um, like, to the point where I was almost feeling kind of grossed out by it. Jake, who canonically will sniff his own poop, found it too much. So make of that what you will. <laughs> Uh, it also looks like he has more color moo-moos, uh based on the laundry than he actually wears, because he only ever wears one color moo. Well, you see, those are his private moo-moos for sexy times. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, he never gets to have any of those. So, you know. Can I just say Ice King going to the hospital? It's a really good sequence where he freezes the rock people in line. It's <laughs> even the last one who lets him cut. Even as he's like, he, he's saying, excuse me, pardon me. It's just beautiful dichotomy. I love the line. Are you checking in as a patient or a cadaver? <laughs> I really like, uh, just give it to me straight, Doc. Am I going to have to pay for this? <laughs> what? It's very feel- American. It is very American, but I was suddenly wondering, like, what is the state of currency and capitalism and health insurance and ooh? Right, why did they go to a rock hospital? Is that the only option? I feel like we absolutely know that there is one in the Candy Kingdom, but I also recognize why Ice King didn't go there. (laughs) Um, But even though it's a rock hospital, they were using candy elements. I noticed the IV bags seemed to be a gummy fish. Interesting. So I guess uh, PB has just really... uh, you know, modernized all of Ooze healthcare, and you've got to respect that. 
Oh, yeah. Dr. Princess has the line, whoa, Nellie, something medical is happening. (laughs) She's like very competent, but also maybe not a great doctor. (laughs) She's competent, but. (laughs) She calls penguins little tuxedo people. (laughs) Ice King describes himself as a widower in this episode and then realizes he doesn't know what widower means. But I mean, he kind of is as far as. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, Betty was his fiance, and also she's not technically dead because time travel shenanigans, but... But he doesn't know that. He doesn't know that, so... Yeah, I think it's fair to call him a widower. Oh, that's what that means? (laughs) Why does Ice King need to eat? Because it's fun. Yeah, that's fair. Same. (laughs) Like, listen, even if tomorrow they're like, people are like... Yeah, you got a weird mutation. You don't need to eat food anymore. I mean, I'm absolutely still going to have some pizza. Are you crazy? You're right. You're right. Uh, I wrote down the um, posters on Ice King's ice wall. Uh, I could only make out two of them. One was Bikini Assassin, and the other one is Five Knuckle Romance, where the characters are each, they're punching out each other's hearts. (laughs) Um, huh. Were they both guys? No. Maybe? Maybe. That's a good question. I tried to figure out the gender of some of the people in those posters, and it was difficult to figure out. Well, both posters were censored in the Philippines, so that's I mean, that doesn't surprise me. We'll get into some of the weird censoring in next episode, because that's where I think it gets really wild, but the Philippines and Australia can get a little overzealous with the censoring, as previous uh, investigation has shown. Speaking of the kind of Simon stuff going on. This ninja room definitely looks like it was more of Simon's organizational approach and research techniques than Ice King's. Oh yeah, because it's like the things on display are very, very professorly. Very organized. Like obviously there's a contrast between that and the pinup posters on the wall, but this does seem like something Simon, as he was succumbing to ice powers, might have tried to get like some control over them. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he still eventually devolved, but he put in the effort. He tried. That's all you can ask, I guess. It really is all you can ask. This is also another set of magical powers that never comes back again. Never. Nope. It's pretty OP, and they learn it right away. They learn it right away. Like, at least with the magical powers from the previous season, you could justify... Wizard, yeah. You could justify it was the wizard robes, but in this one, it was them, but... I guess they just collectively forget, which is on brand for them, I guess. <laughs> Ice King uses he, him for Gunter. And then Jake says, Gunter's a woman? And Ice King goes, no. What? Huh? <laughs> so I don't know where that leaves us vis-a-vis trans allegories, but uh, I think probably she, her, or he, him for Gunter works just fine. I don't think Gunter cares very much. No, I don't think an eldritch being from before the beginning of time particularly cares what pronouns you use for them. Yeah, and I think Ice King just doesn't have enough competence or understanding of the world to be a reliable source either way. Um, (laughs) And the original Gunter was, as far as we know, male, so. (laughs) We do need to remember that this Gunter does, in that weird dreamscape that we get in, like, three seasons, portray herself as, like, a female pigeon? That's right, that's right, when she's seducing... um, the cosmic owl. Yeah. Man, that's a wild sentence that we just uh, had. But... <laughs> I love this show so much. 
boy. Um, speaking of wild things, uh, after Jake duplicates himself and exclaims, three Jakes, that's one too many. That's and one too many. I love that that suggests that you'd be fine with two Jakes, but okay, even he can't handle three. Uh, Jake has some good shape-shifting in this episode. He uses his own arm as a bow and also as a jack to, like, look under the throne. <laughs> he does some weird, a lot of weird hand stuff. Yeah. Which I appreciate. I also uh, think that the ice castle is a really dope design. Like, I love the geometry of the the way all the different ice colors and pieces fit together. Agreed. I, I'm a big fan of general ice color theming. I like how the fact that it is made of ice means that they can pretty easily justify it, having a different layout every single episode as the plot requires. <laughs> But yeah, I guess, who knew that Eldritch Abominations gave birth to floating cats? Yeah, I don't know. She comes back, right? The little kitty? Does she? She comes back in Princess Monster Wife, and then in Reign of Gunters. Huh. Huh. Who knew? Well, yeah, this is a really fun episode. I agree. Uh, it's, yeah, it's nothing groundbreaking, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and sometimes that's all you can ask for. So, Laura, do you have any media recommendations for us today? I do. A game that I've only just started playing. I know I'm late to the party on this one, but Untitled Goose Game. Are you familiar, KK? I am, yes. I watched my husband play it. (laughs) It is so gosh darn charming. (laughs) It is so charming for those who are not aware. Uh, I chose it because I think it really captures the spirit of ninja cartoon ninjas as shown in this episode you play as a goose in a small english town and um you're just a really horrible goose and you're out to torment all the villagers by just making their lives very frustrating (laughs) i mean things like uh, lock the gardener out of his garden and then throw his broom into the lake uh trip a little boy into a puddle and then steal his glasses it's just it's so much fun um you know it's just it's such a how do you pronounce that german schadenfreude you know what i mean schadenfreude yeah schadenfreude yeah it's just you know it's nice sometimes to get to be mean and not even like in a super evil way just a mean-spirited way it's great and I think it's a quick little game, too. I think you can finish it pretty quickly. Yeah, I, like, I only started a couple days ago, and I'm on, like, level three now. So, I don't know. Maybe it turns out there's a deep, dark, intense secret on, like, level five that I'm unaware of. <laughs> I somehow doubt it. Anyway, thank you so much for joining Laura and KK the Humans on Come Along With Me. You can always reach us at adventuretimepod at gmail.com or, or follow us on Twitter at Come Along With Me, where the last E is a three, or Instagram and Tumblr at adventuretimepod. We love hearing from fans and answering any questions or thoughts you might have. Until then, come on, grab your friends, and go to very distant lands. (laughs) 